The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, obviously the war in the Middle East and the drama in Washington, not to mention the breaking news out of the state of Maine, have taken up a lot of our attention. But we can't forget there is still a huge migrant crisis in this city. And a lot of people are looking at what Mayor Eric Adams and his administration is doing in terms of changing the rules. Well, Less than 20% of migrants who received 30 and 60 day notices to vacate New York City shelters have returned to the city's care. About 13,500 migrants had received 60 day notices, 6,572 had received 30 day notices, and 4,893 had their notices expire as of Sunday. That's according to data provided by City Hall. That left approximately 980 people reapplying to live in shelters since the cutoff dates began last Last month, City Hall officials touted the lower rate of return as evidence that limiting the stays combined with enhanced casework services is working. The migrants are securing alternative housing and accepting the city's help to reach their final desired destinations, officials said, including plane tickets to wherever they want. I mean, that's not bad for a migrant. You want to go to Mexico? You want to go to California? You want to go to Chicago? All you have to do is come to New York and New York will fly you, will house you for either 30 days or 60 days, and then will fly you wherever you want to go. Legal housing and immigrant advocates have condemned the limiting of shelter stays as inhumane and short-sighted, but one of the mayor's deputy mayors said the policies are necessary as a record 4,000 migrants Migrants arrive in the city each week. The mayor himself made a similar point when speaking with reporters yesterday. What is it going to take before people understand what out of room means? Yes, we're placing people in conditions that are unfair for migrants and it's unfair for New York City taxpayers. The mayor is absolutely right. I have serious concerns about how he handled this crisis early on. But what he says there is absolutely accurate. We are out of room. And City Hall officials cautioned that the 20% return rate should be considered a snapshot as the shelter population fluctuates. I don't know where this is going, but as Yogi Berra would say, it's getting late early. I'm glad that the mayor at least seems to be addressing this crisis with the alacrity that some of us wish he would have addressed it with from the get-go. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. It's no secret that I have had a passion for returning cans and bottles for many years. I've always gotten a big kick out of recycling. I love feeding the bottles and cans into the machine, seeing them crushed up into small itty-bitty pieces, and then getting money in exchange for spending all that time inserting the bottles into the machines. But I've long wondered, why do certain beverages, soda, for instance, water, why do they have a deposit, whereas 
other beverage containers, a wine bottle, for instance, a whiskey bottle, why do they not have a deposit? Additionally, recently my wife pulled the plug on my entire recycling because she said the amount of money that I was getting back wasn't worth my time. Well, several key legislators in New York want to expand the 1982 bottle law through proposals that include doubling the five-cent deposit and adding bottles of sports drinks, iced teas, juices, and wines and liquor to the list of containers requiring deposits. I recognize that this is going to cause people to spend a little bit more money when they're at the grocery stores, but it's money that you get back once you bring the bottles back. I like the appeal of this bill. I think all beverage containers should be considered equal. State Senator Rachel May, though, brought up some of the issues that liquor stores have with this legislation, and she talked about what they're trying to do to address it. Smaller liquor stores, for example, are concerned because they would have to take bottles back, and, and many of them have very little space. So we've been working. We have a companion bill to, to support more reverse vending machines and we have changed the wording so that very small operations can team up with say a grocery store and have most of the recovery be done elsewhere i'll tell you if i'm getting 24 dollars instead of just 12 dollars for an hour or two of my trouble condensing all these cans and bottles i have a feeling my wife would let me return to my bottle redemption ways beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. Quick programming note for any of you that may not generally make a habit of listening to the morning show. You certainly should. My friend Sid Rosenberg does a great job every morning from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. I am going to be on that program this morning at around 8, 10 a.m. That's the schedule. Again, it's always subject to change based on breaking news or whatever. And we are going to be focusing on this year's elections. Early voting starts on Saturday. I'm planning to vote on Sunday. And a lot of people have questions about the handful of competitive city council races in the city. I'm going to get into it in a big way with Sid. One of the things that I'm going to talk to him about, though, is this conversation that he had on Tuesday morning with Vito LaBella, who's running as the Conservative Party nominee for a seat that the Republicans actually have a chance of winning in Brooklyn. Now, you may think that Vito LaBella has a chance of costing the Republicans this election. I think you're actually right. LaBella addressed that with Sid Rosenberg on Tuesday. Look, there, there are three candidates on this ballot. There is no presidential, no gubernatorial, no mayor race. There are a bunch of city court judges, which civil court judges, which nobody cares about. And there's three candidates for running for city council. Uh, it's me and two others. What we're telling people is you vote for the candidate. I have to tell you, LaBella is going to cost the Republicans this election. Now, I'm all for voting your conscience. I've usually voted for third party candidates in my life. But this is exactly why we need ranked choice voting in the general election. If we had ranked choice voting, conservatives would be able to rank LaBella first and then the Republican candidate second. Now they can't do that. So if LaBella gets three, four, five percent of the vote, those are all votes that would have overwhelmingly gone to the Republican candidate. And if the Democrats win this seat, it could very well be due to Vito LaBella. Beam me up. To be continued.